Today is the first day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is awesome to be here with you today as we gather around a place that we will gather for the next 365 days around the global campfire where we gather in a nice, peaceful oasis each day to allow the scriptures to kind of wash into our lives orient us to God and give us the direction and clarity that we need. Sometimes that is the rescue that we need. Sometimes it is the word that we need. Sometimes it is the correction that we need, but it will always be what we need. So it is great to be here with you today as we embark on our 19th voyage around the sun our 19th voyage through the Bible together. This begins year 19 of the Daily Audio Bible. And so that is exciting. It is exciting to be here with you, those of you who have been here all these years, those of you who have been here for maybe half of these years, those of you who have been here for a year, and those of you who are brand new today. Welcome to the family. Over the next couple of months, as we kind of settle into the rhythm here, we will become that, a community, a family, showing up for each other every day, loving one another, praying for one another, and involving ourselves in each other's stories as we find our story in the Bible. And so how this works, if this is brand new for you, is that we'll read a little bit of the Old Testament, a little bit of the New Testament, We'll read from the Psalms and we'll read from the Proverbs each day and we will make our way through the entire Bible, reading every book, every chapter, every verse as we move through. And there's so much treasure for life out in front of us. And we need to dive in. We need to set sail or whatever it is. We've all landed here. Here we are. So let's begin. And obviously we have to begin every story at the beginning. And that's how the story begins in the book of Genesis that we will begin in a minute, in the beginning. And it's an important first step to us because it gives us the orientation about where we've come from and the context that we need to to observe our lives and understand where it's going. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and that will launch us into this adventure and we'll travel through all of the miles. We're going to meet so many fascinating people who will become friends of ours. Their spiritual ancestors, their stories and their hearts will be revealed to us and we will find ourselves in their stories. And since we're about to begin, we need to orient ourselves to the territory that, that we encounter in the Old Testament. When we think about the book of Genesis, normally we think about the creation story. The irony is that Genesis covers more time than any other book in the Bible. So there's the creation story, and then about 2,500 years pass within the pages of Genesis, which is more time than than the rest of the Old Testament combined. And so as we begin Genesis, we have these first 11 chapters and We cover a couple thousand years and a couple thousand miles and then we'll slow things down and we'll meet 
specific generations of people and it's that the family that we watch get shaped in the book of Genesis that influences the rest of the Bible and influences our world until today. And then also Genesis is a part of a larger grouping of writings that encompass the first five books of the Bible. That's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And this grouping is called the Torah. And so we are beginning with the Torah or the Pentateuch right now as we begin Genesis chapters 1 and 2 today. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, making the first day. Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called this space sky. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, Let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land, and the waters seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. An evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind. Livestock, 
small animals that scurry along the ground and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock, and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food, and I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. An evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. This is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden and then dividing into four branches. The first branch, called the Pishon, flowed around the entire land of Havilah, where gold is found. The gold of that land is exceptionally pure. Aromatic resin and onyx stone are also found there. The second branch, called the Gion, flowed around the entire land of Cush. The third branch, called the Tigris, flowed east of the land of Ashur. The fourth branch is called the Euphrates. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them, and the man chose a name for each one. 
He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Matthew 1, 1 through 2, 12. This is a record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Amminadab. Amminadab was the father of Nation. Nation was the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz was the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother was Bathsheba, the widow of Uriah. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the father of Abijah. Abijah was the father of Asa. Asa was the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was the father of Jehoram. Jehoram was the father of Uzziah. Uzziah was the father of Jotham. Jotham was the father of Ahaz. Ahaz was the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh. Manasseh was the father of Ammon. Ammon was the father of Josiah. Josiah was the father of Jehoiakim and his brothers, born at the time of the exile to Babylon. After the Babylonian exile, Jehoiakim was the father of Shealtiel. Shealtiel was the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the father of Abiud. Abiud was the father of Eliakim. Eliakim was the father of Azor. Azor was the father of Zadok. Zadok was the father of Achim. Achim was the father of Eliud. Eliud was the father of Eleazar. Eleazar was the father of Metan. Metan was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Mary gave birth to Jesus, who is called the Messiah. All those listed above include 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the Babylonian exile, and 14 from the Babylonian exile to the Messiah. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. 
As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people, Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Psalm 1 Book 1 Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked! or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. Proverbs 1, 1-6 These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. 
These proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Okay, so this is day one of 365 days, and we're just getting going. And so we talked about the book of Genesis, but we probably noticed that we started four books today, Matthew, Psalms, and Proverbs as well. That would just be a really, really long thing to try to orient ourselves to everything that we're reading all at once. And so, like, tomorrow we'll talk about Matthew. Just give ourselves a little bird's eye view of what we're reading in Matthew. And then we'll do the Psalms and then we'll do the Proverbs. And after a couple of days here, we'll be moved in. We'll be kind of out into the deep and setting sail. And we'll just get oriented to the community here and all that's going on over the next few days but on this first day as we read in the beginning we see that God was careful and intentional with his creation and that our experience as human beings has been fashioned after the image of God and that the life source within us is from the breath of God himself so according to the scriptures we're being told that that this didn't all just happen by chance. This happened with intentionality. Each of us are supposed to be here. We each bear the image of God, who is, is intertwined, as we'll see from the scriptures, so deeply intertwined with our story that it's deeper than cells and atoms. And also, also as we're reading today, we got this amazing, rare view that will not last all the way like it like tomorrow it's all going to change and so today on day one we get this rare view of how things were supposed to be for us how humans were supposed to be before the story got shifted a perfect world perfect people created in god's image and so if we just take a small step back and look around us then we get the sobering sense that the story somehow shifted over the last several thousand years. And we will get to that over the next few days. But Father, we thank you for your word. We invite your Holy Spirit into this year, into every day, every verse, everything that we do and say, we invite you to lead us into all truth. This is what we have come for to surrender, to orient ourselves to you, to get clarity, and to fall in love with you as you have loved us. So come, Holy Spirit, into this year, into this community. Hover over us. Lead us in the way that we should go. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, so dailyaudiobible.com is the website. That's where you can find out what's going on around here. The Daily Audio Bible app is also available and you can download that from whatever app store works with your device. Just search for Daily Audio Bible. Put that on your phone and you can kind of track your progress. All kinds of things are in the app. So check that out and stay connected. Uh, There are uh, places to get connected when you go to the website or the app. One of those is the community section. 
And uh, I'll talk about that today. The community section is definitely where you can get connected on social media. But it all is also the place where a very unique thing to this community lives. And it's called the prayer wall. And that is always there. And it is always on and always available. And so as we begin our journey through the year, we always have a place to reach. We're not alone. If the bottom falls out, we can go and share our story. And our brothers and sisters will come around us and encourage and pray for us. And if we are having a mountaintop experience and we remember what the deep valleys feel like, we can go pray for those who are in the valleys, holding each other up, building each other up, loving each other, as we literally stay on the same page as a community because we're going through the Bible. And that's what we're here to do. And that's pretty much what we do. And so get connected, stay connected in any way that you can, in any way that you will. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link on the homepage. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. And thank you profoundly for your partnership. We wouldn't be here if we weren't in this together. And so thank you for that. And let's just take a deep breath. Here we are. We have just left the dock. Like... We can still see the land if we go out and look. We'll be out in the deep soon enough where we won't see land for a long time, but we're just leaving on this journey. And it's going to be, it's going to be amazing because the scriptures are alive. They tell us they're alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. And that is true. They will become a mirror They will force us to face ourselves. And that is what we need to face ourselves. We can go through the scriptures and look at what everybody else should be doing until we realize, oh, this is about me. I should be making these changes. And so the Bible will challenge us to grow. And so I give the challenge on the 1st of January. Go look in the mirror. Give a good long look. Really look at yourself until maybe you want to look away. Just see where you are today because this is where you are today. But if every day is immersed in the scriptures, if you take that one year journey every day, when you get to December 31st, which was like, you know, yesterday, when we get there this year, You can look in the mirror again and you will be looking at a different person. You will be shocked at how things have changed in the way that you view the world and your place in it. And so I encourage you, buckle up. This is the adventure of a lifetime. And I'm excited to be here. And it really doesn't matter where you are or or where you are in life. You may think, uh, I'm here, like, but I'm around a bunch of spiritual people. You're not. Some people have been believers and reading the Bible for their entire lives, and some of you have just stumbled here. You're so hungover from last night. You can't believe what you've done. You can't quite live with yourself as you go into the new year. So you've stumbled here looking for God, for something, for someone, somewhere, for some kind of clarity. That's great. You're right where you're supposed to be. Welcome to the family. 
All of us are absolutely, completely broken. And we've come here because these words show us that there is a path to wholeness. And it doesn't have to stay this way. And it doesn't have to be this way. And so let's lock arms, let's lock hands, let's lock hearts, and let's do this together. We don't have to stay where we are. We can go forward from here into a life that is beyond imaginable. <laughs>